Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to L.O. Governor, the podcast. Set of LL Governor the podcast. I'm Abdullah, and with me as always is Tom. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing right. Can't complain. Um, this is going to be more of a freeform discussion episode because there's not much going on this week, and I've kind of—I'm not going to lie—I've had a couple of—I've had a couple of rough days, and I kind of need to vent about some stuff. So, if you hear me go off on a, a rant about something. You know, you'll know why. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, first um, first uh, news of the day is the new Mortal Kombat trailer, which I feel gives away way too much of the main story. Yeah, it kind of does. It's I. It pretty much excels Sprintways. Saying that, yeah, these are all the the sons or daughters of the the previous noble combat fighters. Like you, obviously got you got um, Johnny Cage and Sony as well, and you got Jack um, Jax's daughter there as well, and you got a few others as well, don't you? Yeah, you got Kenshi's son. Yep, Kenshi's son and Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want to say. Scorpion's younger heir, or there's like a younger version of Scorpion. No, no, no. Uh, fuck it. Um, spoilers for the comics if you haven't read it, but yeah. in the comics, Kenshi goes up to Scorpion and says, "Can you train my son?" Oh, like I, okay. Uh, I kind of, I kind of need him to. I need to lay low for a while. I'm looking for a lead to, on who killed his mother, and I can't keep him with me. So you gotta take care of him. Okay, that explains some stuff. Okay, and that's why he uses the spear because Scorpion is the one who trained him. That makes sense. So mm. yeah, <laughs> it gives everything away. And you know what's disappointing out of the whole thing? Okay, what's weird? You wanna know what 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 the thing I found most disappointing about this entire trailer? What's that? The fact that Shinnok, the guy that they built up in the last game, the ma- the puppet master behind everything. Jobs to Raiden in like five seconds. Oh, they showed it off in the trailer with him basically yeah. getting sucked into the ambulance, and um, they're like, "Yeah, um, he was defeated off screen." <laughs> it's like a John Cena squash. <laughs> so, what's it going to be? Is this all going to take place in Monotone? Are there going to be time travel involved? What's going to happen? No, because the current it's it's like this comics. I mean, with the current comics, um, what's his name? Khan is in the war with Melina over the Thorn of Art World. Oh, okay. And there's a whole bu- there's a whole bunch of other shit going on, and it's kind of weird. 
Ah, okay. So there could be a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Because yeah, with the comics, they don't focus on one one character. Each chapter focuses on one different character. Well, that makes sense. There's a lot of characters in the um, MC. But this is like the first time okay. I've seen the, the, the kids of the other characters grow up. All grown yeah. up. Because well, in the comics, um, Kenshi Stan is still like a kid. Okay, fair enough. So they've been established as kids in the um, ongoing comic. Yeah. Because in the comics, it's all flashbacks. Like, they're explaining the history of the new timeline. Oh, fair enough. And in here, it's like, this is what... Because that, that's how they work. I mean, that's how the, the Injustice comic worked, the year one comic, where we're just building up to the universe of uh, of the, the alternate Superman, and the game was the big send-off for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they had kids... How can I have kids? Because they were dead in the last game. I don't know. <laughs> they, they they all died. A lot of them died. I can understand if Johnny Cage and... Um... Johnny Cage and Sonya survived. Kenshi survived. So I get them. But Jax? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering. It's like, you know... Wait, wait, did, did, did Jax knock up some girl off... Off scream and it's like, yep, yeah, they they go, kid. <laughs> oh Bam, god! Child. There you go. <laughs> god, and who's the archer? The archer is kind of the one that kind of makes me go, hmm. I don't know. Maybe they got um, green green arrow vibe going on. <laughs> I love his finishing move where he chops off his head and then sticks three arrows in it. That's kind of yeah. cool. And then when the arrows land on the ground with the head, the head just slowly slips down the arrows. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just kind of disappointed that they built up Shinnok in the last game as the main antagonist for this one, and then he just gets killed off in like five seconds. Yeah. I wonder if you actually have, have to fight that fight. I'm just curious <coughs> about that. We're just, just, just going to be a cutscene. Maybe. I don't know. Be interesting. Also, Blinken, you missed it, but you see Rain pushing off uh, Khan off a tower. Yeah. And you see Reptile, you see... Oh, you see a lot of people in this. <laughs> and I mean a lot. Molina, Kano... Scorpion is in the trailer. Katana, Katana, for a brief second. <laughs> oh, how could Katana be in it? She died as well. <laughs> They're going to have to. They're, they're going to have to explain how how they got they um Quan, was it um Quan Chi lost his control over him. Yeah, they're <laughs> going to have to explain that because he's pretty much yeah because they because they skip that they skip that shit in the comics when when the comic starts everyone is like normal again. Maybe they save that until the game so you, you, you yeah. they might entice people to get the game to find out you know. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. That makes more sense, to be honest, because... Although, I will say my favorite moment in the comic is when Raiden visits Scorpion, and he says, a trouble is, uh, a demon is coming, and we need some help. And he's like, there aren't a lot of new fighters to protect uh, Earthrealm this time. And Scorpion just bluntly looks at him and says, and whose fault is that? It's true! <laughs> it's like, you left them all on their own to get slaughtered by Sindel. What were you expecting? 
<laughs> I love that. That's my favorite moment of the entire thing. Also, Frost is back in, in the comics, and so is J- Jinnok, or whatever the fuck his name oh, is. They, so, pretty much, they had to reintroduce Frost, because, you know, that never really happened in Deadly Alliance now. So, how did he reintroduce yeah. her? Um, she's a MMA fighter in this continuity. Really? Yeah. Does she have the powers? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. New take. Um, she fights Cassie in, in MMA, and then everyone's like, finish her, finish her, and she's like, no, and then they just, then, J- what's his face? J- Jarek? Yeah. That, yeah, Jarek and, what's her name, the, uh, what's her name, the one that wears yellow? Um, give me a T, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, black, I know you're talking about. Or, but I can the black lady, yeah, they show up and, you know... Start shit and she, it's, she, she's it's all over the she's place. She's the forgetful one out Melina, um, Jade, Katana, and yeah, she's the forgetful one out of those out of those four. Yeah, it's just it's weird. It's it's I can't really explain it because it's all over the place. And then you know, halfway through the 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 comic, there's a flashback, and it's like oh, there's always what a the fuck. <laughs> well, ever since they rebooted the whole thing, they've been flashbacks, flashbacks. Oh, fast forward, fast forward, flashback. Also, Goro is now a big deal because he's the Khan is like, what's it? What is it? Um, Goro is the only one standing in my way, and I'm like, are you shitting me? <laughs> Goro was a fucking jobber at best. He was a he was a jobber in the last game. He was easily pushed over when you play Luke Kang. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't hard. You literally you kick his ass, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm a big, I'm a big deal now. Fuck off! No, but you're they, not. They're trying to make him a big deal because it was like special pre-order bonus if you order this one game, which is going to be available six months anyway. So why don't I don't even know why you bother? Yeah, you can wait and just sit on it. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm waiting. It's like it's just like they made the whole big deal out. What was it? Freddy Krueger was in the last game. There's a special oh. DLC. That was terrible. You know, Spawn's going to be um, special DLC for for this game, right? Um, I, that hasn't been confirmed, but Todd McFarlane has pretty much said that he's okay with them if they want to use him. You do realize Todd McFarlane's it's pretty much says yes to ev- ev- almost anything. Oh fuck him! He's a fucking hack. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I'm, I'm serious. Like Spawn twenty. What was it? Two hundred twenty, like the last one that came in, and it's like, oh, it's supposed to be a big deal. Oh, it's supposed and... to celebrate twenty years of Spawn, wasn't it? Something yeah, like... So I'm like, who reads this shit? Mm. Does anyone give a shit about Spawn these days? I think no one's cared about Spawn since like, was it like the late nineties? I want to say late nineties, early noughties. When, when the movie came out, like after that, no one gave a shit. Well, it didn't help that the movie was completely god awful. Well, and, he, and he barely wore the mask or had the cape <laughs> you know what's so funny about that if you actually buy the DVD box um, buy, basically buy, the DVD, buy it on DVD on the DVD box he actually is wearing a cape and the annoying thing about that is that cape is not a CGI cape it's an actual physical cape so I'm just wondering when that film was being made did they actually had a physical cape made for the film, but they never used it in the actual film, because they never oh, used so, the actual cape. Uh, well, you, know, you want to know what's funny about that cover? He's standing in a cemetery. Yeah. And at no point does he does he ever show up in a cemetery. He does visit a cemetery. 
Yeah, but not in full spawn. No. Um, I, no, I, I I don't know. I cannot remember. I think he's... Because the, 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 the final climax takes place in his fucking home. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, you get dragged into, what was it, CGI hell. Yeah. Which literally awesome. was CGI. The whole, the whole final fight in hell is CGI. It's literally just there on the green screen. It's literally like George Lucas scene at best. The only good thing about that movie was Frank Welker as, what was it, the devil? Oh, yeah. It? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Frank Welker. Yeah. forgot about that. Uh, it was, like... Again, it's not the 90s anymore. I get it. Like, not Mortal Kombat, 90s nostalgia, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you you kind of need to 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 stop mixing, stop uh, riding that nostalgia train. Yeah. It's time to move on. True. Like I mean, I kind of understand what they're going with with Mortal Kombat 10 because Mortal Kombat 10 it looks like it's going to be the 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 Mortal Kombat for this generation. True. Because because Mortal Kombat 9 it was just a throwback game. Oh yeah, it was yeah. It was just supposed to be a big throwback, saying, "Yeah, you know, we're still cool, we're still relevant, yada yada yada." We can... But this is the real, but this is the real game we wanted to make. Yeah, what well, I mean, they learned a lot of stuff from um, Injustice, to be honest. So, oh yeah. So, <laughs> I've, you can definitely tell. I've actually played the demo of the game, and um, it plays very similarly to Injustice. I want to say in places. Also, they brought brought back brutalities. Yeah, brutalities. Um, I wonder if they brought back friendships and baby brutalities. No, they said they just brought back brutalities. I don't think they've said anything about friendships and uh, baby brutalities. Well, you never know with the MK creators. They always say one thing and then you find out they completely lied under their breaths. <laughs> they always put something in the games and they don't tell anyone about it. I think my favorite Easter egg that they kept secret that they didn't say anything about was Toasty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one knew. No one saw that coming. Come no, on. They kept that a big secret. No one saw that was coming. Yeah, they kept that. <laughs> yeah, it was originally there. Um, the guy that said Tosi was their sound yeah. director, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they brought him back to do it. That made me laugh when I was like randomly doing random uppercuts, and then he shows up, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Not so, not too bad. Then not too bad. I'm just kind of curious about. I'm still not too 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 big of a fan of the three fighting styles. I think that's kind of still something I got to get used to. Yeah, um, I don't know how I feel about that either. Um, I don't mind it. Like I didn't mind it in the last game, to be honest. So. No, I mean, in the last game, every character you picked it was it had like one. They had one fighting style. Here it's like three different variations, and I kind of think that's kind of too much. I know maybe they want to want to try out because um, the new fighting styles um, that that was first introduced in um, Normal Combat Deadly Alliance, and um, yeah, shit back then. Yeah, it, it, I think it was it was only made just so you can do different combos and stuff like that, do more combos and stuff like that. Maybe they've learned from that and they want to re add it back in, you know. And it, and it kind of pisses me off because, like, most of the fighting styles, the, new, the the various fighting styles are just like the classic versions of the characters anyway. Like Scorpion's middle one is Scorpion from the last game, so yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. 
And Katana's middle one is, of course, Katana from the last game. <laughs> it, it just, it, it kind of pisses me off. It's like, if you're going to put in new fighting styles, put something new. Like, I understand, like, you, yeah, I, like, I understand they twerked a couple of her moves. I understand, like, um, the fan, um, the, the fan, the, the move where she creates a tornado and a flight puts you in the air for a little bit. Yeah. Lasts a lot longer now. Okay. And and I think that's interesting. And I do like the assassin um, variation of Katana, where it's up close and personal. That's good. I, that that's really one of the best ones that they came up with. And mm-hmm. but I think the laziest one has to be the mournful one, where it's just like, hey, let's take Jade's moves and give them to Katana. Ah. There you go. That's kind of lazy. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, that's normal combat for you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <clears throat> so, what's next on this? Oh, yeah, the Supergirl costume. <laughs> oh, yep. It, it's Supergirl. What What do you want me to say? <laughs> it's better than the movie, the movie um, Superman costume. <laughs> it got c- color. Um... <laughs> She's wearing wearing red. Um, okay, this this is the thing that annoys me about this. Like, I saw someone Photoshop this image. And for for those who don't know, it's like it's official image. They release it. CB um, CBS released the image, and it's the first picture of the whole entire show. And basically, someone photoshopped it, made the bloom a bit brighter, made the skirt and the tights and the boots and the cape a bit brighter red, and then made her hair more blonde. And then changed the symbol to look like the classic Superman symbol. I'm just like, yeah, you know. It's Supergirl. Like, well, what do you want me to say? I kind of know who that's supposed to be. Yeah, it's like it's a female Superman. It's the best way to put it. Um, I I really have no opinion of this because I'm like, yeah, it's Supergirl. So yeah, it's it's weird to see how it's gonna look in motion, but. Um, apparently the costume designs um, for the Flash and the Arrow, those um, basically those costumes were done by, uh, believe this or not, Academy Award winning um, people that worked in Alice in Wonderland, uh, Memories of a Chance in Chicago and all that sort of stuff. And this, yeah, um, it's kind of weird. I'm not too big of a fan of her being played by a Glee actress, though. Well, again, um, they got that Glee guy to play the Flash, and he's done a good job. This, on the other hand, I don't know. This this can go either way. It's just like, I wasn't too sure on the Flash. Like, I was like, no, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. And you know what? He pulled it off. He did a good job, and he acted well, well in it. And... This is another Glee, Glee actor, that being in Glee, an actress. Um, and like I said, it can go either way now because it's just like, okay, you proved me one wrong. Um, you proved me wrong once. Try to do it a second time and show me if this, this actor slash actress can do the job, you know? But I'm just kind of ha- I'm just glad we're getting more like obscure superheroes that won't get their own movies into TV shows. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I know. I think a few people are still pissed off that Flash got his TV show. And uh, again, DC are weird. It's just like, they want to keep their content, they want to keep their television continuity separate from their, 
um, film continuity. But at the rate they're going out with their films, literally, we would have another two Marvel films before Batman v Superman comes out. I think that's kind of interesting that um, that they're going that route because at least they're trying something yeah. different instead of just like, hey, let's have everything be one continuity. Do you think if um, this is just a theorizing? Do you think if the Batman v Superman film bombs, like no one likes no, it? Oh no, it won't. Um, no, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the theorizing. If it doesn't do well. Do you think they might get some of the television people to run in their television stuff on these shows to get more involved in, in the films? Or do you think... Um, they already got, like, I know that they got, which is a dumb decision as fuck, but whatever. They already got, um, what was it, two television writers from Arrow writing the comic now? Well, this is what I mean. I, this is the thing that annoys me. It's like... Um, out of all the television stuff, like I liked The Flash, I loved what they done with The Flash, and um, I think Constantine was underrated for the most part. But oh, I wish that gets another season. Um, I think that's, that's so much, much potential. I think that's pretty much been canned. Um, but yeah, I I I, have, I don't know what's going on with that. I, I mean, Constantine, I think that's been canned and that's gone and dusted, unfortunately. But um. I mean, those two shows, they've done well in the television stuff. This is up in the air. No one really knows what it's going to be like. But their movie stuff, it's rocky because it's like Man of Steel. Like, why people liked it, it wasn't entirely critically acclaimed. And it didn't it underperform. It's the best way to put it. it underperformance. Like, it didn't meet the expectations that of what one of them want to, but they, they, they're sticking with their guns, they're going to give the second film and the next one, they're going to do Batman v Superman, and if that does well, hope, I, I, mean, I want DC to do well, because I want to see good, I want to see DC superhero films, you know? Yeah, because I mean, after the fucking Green Lantern movie, I'm like, oh. I want you to do something good, that, Yeah, that Green Lantern film was trying so hard to be like the Iron Man, um, the Iron Man of the Marvel Yeah, films. so hard. Which, how Jordan is not that type of character. I don't know how Jordan that well, but from what I've seen and heard about him, he's not that type of character, you know? Yeah, he's not supposed to be fucking... Cocky. He's not... Smart No, no, he is, kind of, but he's not... Robert Downey Jr.? He's... No, no, he's not the, the guy who has, like, a, a revelation... Yeah. ...and so decides to be a hero, because that's bullshit. No. He was always a hero. He was not... He was a good man down at heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't like the douchebag who became, oh, I'm going to turn my life around. No, that's not Hal Jordan. No. Fuck off. No, it's not. <laughs> no. It's always, I mean, I think, I think you are right. That it's like he always has been, you know, cocky, but he always wanted to do the right thing. But I'm like yeah. Tony Stark on the other hand, who never wanted to do the right thing, but then he had a revelation. So, oh, you know what? I might actually do start doing the right thing from now on. And even then, he's still a massive douche. <laughs> yeah, he is. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna res, we're gonna res, we're gonna resurrect you. We're gonna res- register you. We're gonna register you. Everyone is gonna get fucking registered. Oh boy, and I'm good times. And I'm gonna become the next <laughs> coming of Hitler. <laughs> well, he does. He says he does. <laughs> I remember the best moment during. The, well, there's two. Well, I call this dickhead Iron Man run number one. It's when he depowers She-Hulk and drops her out in the middle of the fucking desert. 
who, by the way, he was having sex with at the time, you know, because She-Hulk is not not a fucking slut, because we can't be saying that, <laughs> yeah. people are going to get mad. <laughs> but, you can talk shit about the DC characters, but don't talk shit about the Marvel characters, then we get pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's just like, I, again, I wanted to point that out, because I remember, what's his name, and the head writer of DC, the, the DC films at the moment said that, and it's like, oh, God, that caused a lot of con- controversy between the fans. Um... But yeah, it, it's, it's a good enough costume. I think I, I think it's going to work. I think it, it's it's like the Flash costume. When images of that first came out, people didn't like it. But when you actually saw it in motion, in actual on the screen, it looks fine. It looks good. It looks like the costume. And just because it's not a little bit brighter, it's a bit darker, you know. So what? <laughs> you know. I'm kind of disappointed in the Flash because I, I I do think that they have a lot of room to improve on that show. Did you see the most recent episode? No, I didn't. Okay, I have not watched the beginning of the new run, but uh, um, the last episode I saw, um, Grog turns up. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm kind of like, I'm interested. They got my attention. Yeah, they got my attention, but I'm like. It's still missing something. I don't know what it is, but it's still missing a lot of stuff that I don't know. I'm glad they're getting the Flashpoint storyline out of the way quickly, you know, because... Because, let's be honest, that's the most relevant Flash storyline they've been in the last decade. Uh, bull- bullshit. Flash Rebirth is the best storyline No, no, I said in the last ten years. Okay. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's the most relevant to people. Uh, that's what I mean. That, that's the most relevant to people, to be honest, because that's the thing that changed the whole DC continuity to the new 51, and everyone... Yeah, 52. Mm, yeah, 52, yeah, you know? And everyone had a bitch fit, and they still continue to have a bitch fit about this, even though DC isn't forcing you to buy their fucking books. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're starting where you're buying their comic books now, and you can actually get the digital copy. No, wait, no, wait, that's Marvel. <laughs> sorry, it just, it, it's sorry. When I hear something, that's a good idea. I thought, oh wait, it's easy to do it, and then I realised, oh no, wait, that's Marvel. Fuck. <laughs> but no, um, I, I no, I, I like the costume. I think it's fine. Just everyone, chill the fuck out. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not as. Um, it's not as bad as the Green Lantern costume. I'll tell you that right now. It's not bad as the Green Lantern costume. It's not bad as the Green Arrow as Arrow's costume. But to be fair, no, Arrow is Arrow's awesome. I like that costume so much. What you mean, him shirtless? No, no. Have you seen the costume? Yeah, yeah. I've seen have the show. Yeah, yeah. I've no, seen the show. Really yeah, cool. yeah. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's a good costume. It gets better. It gets better. Yeah. Well, there's one. I mean, I've been told that season one like starts off really bad towards the end of season one it gets good and then season two is good and then it sort of falters towards um, towards the end of season two that's what I've been told yeah it's a, it's a really good show I like it well I need to get well I mean it's like if, I don't mean because I've I heard a lot of negative things about the first season and then the second season they learnt a lot of stuff you know that's what I've been Look, told all I care about is it's the only fucking show that got Deathstroke right Thank fuck for that. You mean the only character they got right and the only character they keep bringing back every single time they have no enough, nothing new to bring in? <laughs> oh, yeah, we got Captain Boomerang. Oh, yeah, you get knocked out by the Flash by one punch. Oh. Unless, how about... Unless oh, how about the... Ro- with minds. Oh, oh, what was it? Um, fucking the Royal Flesh Gang jobs out to Flash in one episode oh, was, at the start of it. That was funny. That was weird. <laughs> to be fair, they always the Floyd Flush Gang in the more recent year have just been a joke, you know, <laughs> a joke group. To be honest, say, but they're first. It, they're pretty much like 
a modern day Mo, um, Modoc. Oh, Started out as a serious group, and in later years, it being became more of a joke. Oh, he's character. he's 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 100% joke character right now. I think the only time the Roy Flush Gang have actually been relevant as a threat was in Batman Beyond and Justice League Doom. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I was thinking more of the Justice League Wild Cards episode. You know, where the Joker recruits them. Oh, that was a disturbing fucking episode. Oh, yeah, the ending is really messed up. <laughs> it's like, everyone's going to go crazy, except me, because I'm already crazy. And the Joker's like, yeah, we put bombs God, around I, Vegas. I think that, that this is hands down my favorite Joker episode. I know a lot of people say Return of the Joker, but I think this is my hands down my favorite Joker What well, Wild episodes. cards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's definitely is a Joker plan, especially very dark plan as well. Yeah, I think that's my favorite Joker episode out of the entire DC animated. I think that's also the last time Mark Hamill actually does a voice for the Joker in that that continuity cartoon line, you know? I think the last time he did was Return of the Joker. That came out in 2001. I think that episode came out in 2004, I want to say. Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I just want to clarify that. I'm not on sure of that, but I think that's correct. I'm not. Yeah, I think that was the last time he appeared. Yeah, that's the last <coughs> time Joker appeared in the uh, DC animated universe. Yeah, because he was referenced, but he never actually appeared. Yeah. <laughs> Until many years later in uh, Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Going back to um, um, Supergirl really, really quickly. Have you heard the rumor that apparently Cyborg Superman might be one of the main villains in the show? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's complicated within itself. You need Superman to, to do that whole storyline. Uh, no, because there's two different Cyborg Superman. Do you want me to spoil this one for Go you? Ahead. Yeah. In the New 52 continuity, Cyborg Superman is her father. How? <laughs> it's it's a long fucking story. <laughs> Okay, I, I'm not going to bother to ask that then. That, 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 that really just shocked me. It's just like, well, it sounds like something that it's, yeah, that, that, that definitely is a comic book thing, but okay, a cyborg that can, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to keep my mouth shut about that one. Because <laughs> I, I haven't, re- and it's kind of weird that they're announcing a Supergirl cartoon now, uh, uh, not cartoon, a uh, TV series now when the comic is ending. Hmm. So I smell a relaunch. I smell a relaunch. <laughs> well, to make it more closer to the actual card, um, TV show. Yeah, they did this with Teen Titans. Where remember when it ended and then they just relaunched the book again? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Fun times. Uh, Fun times. Anyway, um, have you seen the new Batman Arkham Knight trailer? Oh yeah, it's M-rated, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Everyone I knew got pissed off at it. Said, "Why was rated M? I cannot play this game now." And I'm like, "Well, sucks to be you." <laughs> I I can play it. You can't. So uh, deal with it. And so it's like one of the comments I saw was, um, I was like, well, I can't play the game. I said, why not? My mum won't buy it for me. <laughs> and I'm like, um, to be fair, I can actually see why this game actually going to be dark, darker, because everything, 
every single shit has hit the wall now because like everything is changing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like all the criminals got their own plans, their own gangs now, and everything like that. And um, Gotham's sort of been tipped on its head ever since the Joker's died because you know everyone wanted to be the top dog now. You know what? I'll, I'll say this right now. I know a lot of people love Jeffrey Combs as Scarecrow. Yeah. But holy shit, John Noble blows him out the fucking water. This is the one thing I want to see from this game. I want Scarecrow to be the main focus. I yeah. do not want the Joker to turn up. I don't want him to be a henchman, please. I don't because they did that shit with Hugo Strange. Remember? Oh yeah, Hugo Where, Strange. Like, oh, yeah, I, I was just, I was just a henchman. Fuck off. Yeah, it's like Hugo Strange, Black Mask. That still annoys me, the Black Mask thing. <sighs> and also, the thing I like about the trailer as well, all the bad guys look older. You know, like you actually tell uh, time actually passed. And Jesus, the Riddler looks fucking ins- it looks fucking creepy. Yeah. Also, <laughs> is it just me or Jim Gordon no longer have a mustache? I don't know. Maybe I didn't know this. I I watched. I mean, I watched trailer, and it's like I, I know he's not in it that much, but I saw him. And I was just like, "Hang on, he don't look like has a mustache. What happened? <laughs> did, did he shave it off? Or you know? <laughs> but did, 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 did Barbara just wheel back in home one day and say, Dad, you need to lose the tash. But honey, it gives me all my powers. No, Dad, <laughs> lose it. Fine. God, what was it? Um. It's it's sort of like the Dungeon of Doom storyline where they knock out Hogan and shame on him. Yeah. <laughs> At least it looks better. Well, I can say this much. Well, it's not hard to say this. It looks better than Gotham. Oh, fuck that show. Yeah. That show is awful. But no, it looks good. It looks like it's like a bunch of gang warfare going on. It looked like some of the villains, they're kind of working together, but they're not at the same time, you know? I just love Scarecrow's speech in the in that trailer where he says, you know, to everyone, you know, you can have your fun, but when I'm done with it, there's nothing gonna be there's nothing gonna be left. Uh, left. He as he said he wants to send Gotham into oblivion, like he wants nothing. Yeah, it's I just love this version of Scarecrow, and I hope he's the main villain. I don't want him to be a fucking henchman, please. Yeah. No. Also, the Batman um, car section looked really good as well. Yeah, because <laughs> they look like they gave you the best of both. Like they gave you like was it like the Tim Burton sort of look Batmobile sort of stuff with the comic book look slash with um what's the best way to put it um the the tumbler you know like yeah these both fans you know yeah is it just me or, yeah I mean it's like all all the villains look older which which is supposed to be just supposed to be how many how many years after the last game I think it's like. A year or two later, I don't know. Yeah. Also, Poison Ivy looks looks a bit fucked up in the game. <laughs> well, again. Also, uh, interesting fact: um, the Arkham Knight is in cahoots with Scarecrow in that trailer. That Did makes sense. Him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, Scarecrow was being the you know the guy who psychologically messed with people, so it makes sense him. Oh, you want to be be my Batman? Okay, you be my Batman and play around with Batman for a bit. No, I, I do like the fact that it makes sense for him to have a right-hand man, because if you look at the action figure that they released, his, his leg is broken. Yeah. After Killer Croc, so it kind of makes sense for his development to go from a joke character to a to a main villain, because after that incident with Croc, it fucked him up 
in, mentally and 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 uh, and physically. Yeah. The thing I like about it as well is that um, because they did reference it in um, what was it Arkham Arkham City with him with Scarecrow coming back and gonna try to take over the whole town with the yeah yeah one of the cryptic one of the cryptic messages is Gotham will burn <laughs> yeah so. Yeah, I've, I, I'm, I'm impressed with the trailer. I think, um, what's the name, Rocksteady will do a good job again, as per usual. And I really, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think if this game gets good reviews, I think this might be the nail in the coffin for me to get a PlayStation 4, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, you still don't have one. <laughs> no, 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 seriously, I don't have one. That's what I mean, I don't have a... Yeah, you fucking casual. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I'm playing my PlayStation 3, thank you very much. I'm quite fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be over there play. I mean, there'd be no games on on the next gen. I really want to play. It's like evolve. I don't like it. Why not? Because it's it's a first person shooter game. Oh no, it's not. It's a third person. You are you in first person? Yes, yes. It's a first person shooter. Oh, um, do you like Drive Club? Oh, I heard that was shit. Oh, um, do you want to play um, Titanfall? That's a first person shooting game. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. You're anything non first person shooter. <laughs> there you go. Oh, sucks to be you when Witcher 3 comes out. <laughs> Destiny, that's another one. First person shooter. God damn it. Give me give me a platformer. Give me a fighter game. Give me something that's not a first person shooter. <laughs> give me an actual game. <laughs> It's like, oh, no, you can play Battlefield. That's a first-person shooter. Oh, no, no, you can play Cop and Robbers and everything. That'd be amazing. Yeah, the concept that's not been done before. Oh, you can go in as a SWAT team on, was it, um, was it Red Sun or something like that? That game series by Tom Clancy? Wait, yeah, that'd been done before. It's called Game Called SWAT. I played that. Spoony. Move out the way, sir. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. One of the only few good Spoony videos that actually got made even after he went insane. Um... But no, um, yeah, it's yeah. Me next gen, as you can talk, tell me, next gen I don't really mold it. And also, Spoonie actually making some better videos now. Ever since he got help. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that's all I've got to say about Arkham Knight. Oh, uh, you're missing the classic fucking my career mode in WWE 2K15. Oh, really? Oh, you mean the most? Jesus, that's a piece of shit. I heard that was the biggest letdown ever. Like you have no idea. You have no fucking idea how terrible it is. You you have no idea. I had friends who played the game and they said, "Oh no!" It's so like the first few days. They said, "Oh no, it's really good. It's really good." And then I think it's like after day two or three, they're like, "Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing over and over again." It is. It's like oh, I don't have anything for you. You want a fucking title? I don't have anything for you. I don't have anything for you. And then when you finally get a feud, all it is is like one cutscene of a guy hitting you. That's like I'm gonna face you at the pay per view for the championship. And, and then you fight him, and then you squash him, and then that's it. Fucking Jesus Christ. Wow. So it actually liked WWE real life. <laughs> no, no, I, here's one of my favorite ones. Here's one of my favorite ones. Uh, there's a storyline where Shawn Michaels comes back at Hell in a Cell, and he's like, I'm going to be a special guest referee for your match at um, Hell in a Cell. And they don't tell you what match it is. It's like, oh, okay, you impress him, you win a couple of matches, Sean's impressed with you, and he's like, I'm going to be your special guest referee, and you want to know what, he, what uh, who I had to face, and he was the special guest referee for? Who? 
our truth. That's what I mean. This is the reason why doing a podcast sometimes doesn't explain the emotions I'm feeling because I'm just giving you what the fuck face. I'm like, what? Oh no, it, it's even better. It gets better. I squash him in three minutes, and then John Michael sends me a, a message on, on Twitter saying, "Man, that match had vi- had had visions of the Undertaker in it." Fuck off. <laughs> You know what you should do? If you beat him in under five minutes, he should just say, wow, you completely destroyed that guy. I've, I've never seen anything like that. Because <laughs> at least that's been being truthful. <laughs> do the job. Do the job. <laughs> it's, it is awful. And there, no joke, there's a fucking... YouTube video that I recommend you watch <laughs> called Everything Wrong with WWE 2K15's Career Mode because um, it sums it up perfectly. Sums it up to a T. Yes. Have you seen that film Kingsman? No, I haven't. Oh, God, you need to see it. It's so good. No, legitimately, you need to see it. <laughs> I know you don't like the guy who directed it, but the guy kick ass. But seriously, it is a good spy film. Visiting <sighs> good in that sort of way, not in the bad yeah. way. Mm. Been good. So yeah, we got anything else? Um, God. Uh... Have you been keeping up with Sonic Boom? Yeah, as, uh... yeah, for, for, for the most part, yeah, for the most part. Because I remember, like, when we used to do, like, a couple episodes ago, we used to do, like, a review of each episode, and I yeah. kind of miss doing that, so fuck it, I kind of need to kill some time. Okay. Um, <laughs> talking about shit. Do you want to talk about the last two episodes I've seen, then? Or, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the last two episodes I saw... No, no, because we, we stopped at what? What was the last episode we reviewed? Uh, we... You're gonna have you're gonna have to let me just look for a second. I'm gonna have to look up the playlist now. Well done, well done. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it's like people listen to wow, guys, you're so professional. You really should get this done in the first place. Yeah, we know. Thank you. <laughs> Told you it was a free form discussion. For God's sakes, yeah. I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, the reason why it was all out in France first because it's actually animated by people in France. Uh, well, co-animated by people in France. Oh, God, the last episode we reviewed was episode 7, Double Doomsday. Oh, that was, really <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, we already talked about that. Yeah, Double Doomsday was funny. He said, he said I want the, the cuss sliced off. <laughs> um, okay, so here's a quick... Uh, next couple of... Um, Minutes we're going to be talking about Sonic Boom stuff, so if you haven't keeping be keeping up with the series, just stop listening to this because nothing's going to make sense to you. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, um, what do you thought of Eggheads? I love this episode. Uh, this one was really good. Oh, just the fact that Robotnik, but the way how he turns tails, knuckles, and Amy against Sonic is genius. It's like evil cookies. 
No, I love I love Amy. She's like, oh, Sonic, remember my birthday, even though it's six months later. Oh, that was funny. Hey, Sonic. No. And he's like, why, why would he? Why would he send you a gift six months later? That makes no sense. Yeah. And then after that, everyone keep eating the cookies. Like, no, stop eating the cookie. And then the Sonic give the last cookie to Tails. And they all turn evil. I love how they all have mustaches. That's really funny. Oh yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah. That was a brilliant. I I think um, as well. Um, there's a funny little Easter egg in it. Um, well, a little reference. Eggman actually calls Sonic a blue rat in the episode, and that's. I know this is stretching, but um, do you remember what bad guy actually called him Sonic a blue rat? I give you a hint. It's not Eggman. Um. He's a very minor guy. He was in a game. I don't know. Razor Jin from Secret Rings. Jesus. I know that's reaching, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know why. I just find that kind of funny. It's the Eggman calling a blue rat and a Razor Jin. That's like, that's a woman. It's like little references like that I like a lot. Oh, and I love it. It's like, oh, we're all four, three, four geniuses with uh, four geniuses, and it's like, well, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a regular level genius. <laughs> oh yeah, because Knuckles' intelligence rate just fell up to a normal smart person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think my favorite moment is when they're all attacking Sonic, and and then Knuckles gives out a one-liner, and he looks up, looks up to Robotnik, and Robotnik is like, "Stop sucking up." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh quite a bit. This was a good episode. This is another one of my favorites. I love the fact when Sonic figure out how, how to turn them all back to normal. Basically, he just gets essence of like uh, like DNA of all all of his previous um, all of his friends to try to turn them into what was it like what was it back to normal? And when Robotnik eats a cookie, a Sonic cookie, he turns blue. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> you, that remind me of, um, I know we talked about the UK Sonic the Hedgehog comic before, but there's a bit in the UK Sonic the Hedgehog comic when um, Robotnik steals um, Sonic's powers and Robotnik turns into like a blue version of himself. And that was pretty <laughs> much, when I saw that, I went, oh my God, this is reminding me of that so much. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, this is another one. This is one another one of my favorite episodes. The ending is really funny as well. It, we're basically with, with, with all his evil geniuses turn against him, start attacking each other, try to take each other out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was smart. But no, that, that, that uh, Egghead's really good episode. Uh, next episode was guilt tripping, which I think is one of the weaker episodes. Yeah, of the season. It's very forgetful, isn't it? The only funny part of guilt tripping was Robotnik on the answering machine. <laughs> I oh, know, that was funny. <laughs> it's just like the witty one-liners and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was a very... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling trying to remember what happened in the episode because it's... Uh, uh, they basically save a village and then the village oh, just... Oh, yes. Tri- yes, yes, now, now I remember it, yeah. Really, yeah. And then hit Sonic and Tails like, well, how are we going to get out of this village? Well, if we guilt trip them enough, they will let us go. And then just like a stare off, like, was it the good? Yeah, that was a, that was one of the best moments in the entire episode, I yeah. think. Also, a little trivia: this is the first episode where Amy does not appear. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah. I, I like Amy anyway, much in the show. Anyway, forgetful episode, uh, meh. Uh, the next but one. the next episode... Dude, <laughs> dude where's my right? Eggman? Oh, I no. love this episode so much. It's so funny. I, I love... <laughs> this has one of the best knuckle jokes ever, I have to say. It's where <laughs> Knuckle retelling their fight with Eggman is genius. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, oh no, Knuckles, come and save me. And it's like, don't worry, Sonic, I'm the coolest and most smartest guy ever. I can beat Robotnik with ease. And he's like <laughs> punching and goes into orbit and then just he, what's it, sticks and aims and wow, Knuckle, you are amazing. And they both start hugging him. I know because I'm super smart. <laughs> Knuckles, the president needs your help. You've been voted governor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the fact that it's just the episode title is so just a spoof from Do Where's My Car. <laughs> oh, and I love, and, and we're introduced to another really cool character, Willie Walrus. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, the, the guy that tried to help Robotnik on that heist. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> That was funny. And also, did you notice when Cubot is singing for those for that street band? It was uh, was um, Daisy Bell. Yeah, <laughs> that was a real funny little reference as well. And also, this could we we talked about this before. It's like when is Cubot and Allbot going to get their own episode? And they did. They ended up yeah. getting their own, <laughs> own episode. Very good. And just the fact this is the first episode with Sonic sort of and Tail with minor characters as well, which is actually mad to think about it that sort of way. You know. I think my favorite line of the entire episode has to be Sonic and Knuckles' fantasy. I want to be just like you when I grow up. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. It, I fucking love this episode so much. Oh, it was weird. It, it was a weird... The ending. The ending is brilliant as well. It's just the fact how you find out Cubot and all what don't remember where Eggman was. <laughs> it's easy. All I did was this, and it starts all over again. And then there's a the really, really last joke when Eggman comes in. Have you guys seen my Egg Mobile? And they're like, nope. Oh, <laughs> I forgot the part where they sold it. Oh, yeah. that was another. Great the guy scene. says, he's like, okay, let me go and test drive it, and I'll bring it back and give pay pay for it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he's not coming back. And they just, and they just wait. Yeah. <laughs> they wait all day, day, and he just does come back. <laughs> like I said, I think the best thing about this show is like every minor character can get their own fucking show because they're so well written. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like, and also in the span of eleven minutes as well, you know. Yeah. So move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, cow, a cowbot, hands down, my favorite episode of the entire series for now. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can see it's a funny episode. Just the fact that. It's just like this robot called Cowbot is trying to kill Sonic Tails. So Tails reprogrammed the robot, but it actually turns it into a killing machine instead to determine to destroy Eggman instead, which is actually kind of funny. No, I think I think what the brilliant thing about this episode is like it, how well it's written. It starts out like yeah. a normal episode, but then it becomes a bottle episode where they're all stuck in yeah. the same place. I thought that was really brilliant. And yeah. the, the the dry humor in this episode was just so well done. Best best joke I love is when they're all sitting around like him, Eggman, and Tail all sitting around a campfire waiting for the cowbot to come and destroy them. <laughs> because they 
the whole joke is the Cowbot is the slowest moving robot Eggman has ever created, <laughs> and they're just waiting there for it to attack him. So when he's doing the campfire eating marsh, um, marshmallows, um, Eggman's like, so, um, to bro to bro, Sonic, what's the deal with you and Amy? <laughs> Cuts the black off of that. It's really, I thought that was really funny, because it's been referenced heavily that like Sonic like Amy and Amy's like Sonic in, in the show quite a few times now and I just love the fact Eggman just comes out and just asks him <laughs> it's like it's just like bro to bro I, I like this episode because again it it plays with the with the dry humor roles where it again it becomes a bottle episode where each character is stuck in the same place and you know they're just waiting and they can't leave the place for some unknown reason and it's just it's really brilliant I think it's yeah. one of my Actually, also, the thing I like about it, there was actually continuity. There's actually this episode sort of established there being there's actual continuity in the show when Eggman actually recalls his dislike for his former former intern Dave in Double Doomsday. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm like, oh wow, you actually you're actually referencing old in a previous episode that I, I actually like that, you know. Uh, and even the opening is hilarious, where they're like, and, and Sonic and Knuckles wins. Wait a minute, you mean to tell me you've been playing against yourselves? No, yeah. we've been playing against Knuckles and Sonic. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I love that. I love the fact it's like, it's like, it's like Sonic and Knuckles, Knuckles and Sonic. And it's just like, that's an obvious, obvious reference to um, to Sonic and Knuckles there, yeah, which I'd I, love. I love Again, also, I love this episode because there's a lot of dry humor, and I love dry humor, and it and it it works really, really well, I think. And also, we can't forget the evil pajamas came back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god. And also, even I think someone even uttered the uh, the the famous line from the Aliens film, which is "Game over, game over." Yeah, man. yeah. Or a button because like "Game over, man, game over." And also, I love. The whole ending of the episode, which which actually serves up to um, to, to the punchline of the whole episode, which is brilliant. The, the ending is really funny; it really does pay off the ending. Yeah, um, I love this. Good I think again, it's it's my favorite episode so far of the series. So yeah, on to the next one. Circus of Blunders, and I'll give the I'll give them credit. I do like the fact that they finally you. You are using another main villain who isn't Robotnik, but Robotnik still kind of... stole the sh- Robotnik still stole the show though. Yeah, <laughs> with his running gag, with his television remote, constantly keep blowing up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the fact he just lay there on the couch and he's like holding the television remote, and then suddenly he just blows up in his hand. He's like, "Where did it, where did that come from?" <laughs> <laughs> And also, it's it's actually kind of curious. Well, I was actually thinking to myself, well, how is Eggman getting all his money to build these robots all parts? And, does he just, and then you find out, oh yeah, I bought these robots off Eggman. And I'm like, oh, okay. That actually shows some actual intentions from Robotnik actually selling his bagnets to people for profit. <laughs> you know? Oh, God. I do lo- Amy in this episode was really, really good as well. Yeah, and also, did you notice their little... Um, reference when they're actually performing in the circus show as well. What what is it? The Carnival Night Zone music can actually be heard. Oh yeah. So they actually <laughs> use that music and I'm like, oh my god, that is actually if for, for the diehard fans of Sonic you will pick that up and I thought, oh my god, that is so amazing they've done that. <laughs> Think of the children. <laughs> the children. 
But no, uh, it's just like, I love the fact that, that because like Tails stays behind because he's like trying to work on a new device and Sonic, Amy, Knuckles end up joining the circus. And Sticks as well. Yeah, yeah Sticks. Sticks, um, I'm trying to remember what there is. Sonic gets trapped into a giant steel ball and have to run around it constantly. Amy's a clown. Um, Knuckles is, gets shot through a cannon. Oh yeah, constantly. And Sticks. <laughs> Why sticks again? I cannot remember what sticks. Uh, she's, she's the acrobat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a good it was a good episode. I have to say, really good episode. <laughs> oh god, and I love the joke with Amy. She's like, "Oh, you're not gonna give me a job because I'm a girl, right?" And then Sticks comes in and and does all that, and you're like, "You're hired." <laughs> and Amy's like, "What?" Uh, and the way Amy gets captured in this episode is fucking hilarious as well. It's like, yeah, it's not going to work on me. Think of the children, not the children. Wait, that's not going to work on me. <laughs> She's like, well, Amy, you already, I already caught you. <laughs> yeah. That's the bit of we laugh. We say, well, that's, 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 those traps are not going to work on me. Wait, well, you already been captured. It just zooms out and you just see her in a cage already. <laughs> <coughs> which is very, very different. It was a funny episode, very different. I like that they actually used a different bad guy. And funny enough, the bad guy they used in this episode was the one that actually stole Robotnik's um, egg, egg mobile machine. Yeah. So they were using their characters, I'll say that much. Yeah, it was a... Overall, I think this is a good episode, but not great. I think it could have been a lot better. Oh, yeah, there have been better episodes than this that would have been shown, but it's still it's still a funny episode. It's a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor. And also, I love the fact that... I think it was in this episode when Sonic says... He says, he says, he says well, we can join the circuit. Went, well, if... if was it? If an, um, is it my middle name? And then, and then Knuckles went... Just Knuckles just went, hang on a minute. I thought your name was... Your middle name was The... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought, oh my god, that that is a clever joke. <laughs> it's like I laughed, and then after thinking about it, I said, yeah, yeah, he is. It's like he always called Sonic the Hedgehog, so that is actually his middle name. <laughs> <laughs> which is brilliant. It, I, that made me laugh because they could have easily like made that into like like gave him an embarrassing middle name or something like that. But they actually thought about it. Went, no, his middle name is the. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's pretty much all the episodes you've seen. So yeah, yeah um, I mean, I need to catch up. I I need to see like the the last um, few episodes that came out. Um, I'm not too far behind behind, but I do need to catch up. I need to see Unlucky Knuckles. I need to see um, the Motra. Um, the Arm Meteor. Low. Yeah. Aim low. How to how to succeed in evil without really trying. Yeah. I need to see um, Don't Judge. I, I'm going to wait. I need to see if um, Don't Judge Me as well. Because that's going to be good. That sounds funny. That sounds like... A, <laughs> I Hopefully they make that into a spoof of Law and Order, hopefully. <laughs> they need to... Done, done. Yeah, they need to make that spoof as Law and Order. They have to. It'd be a crime if they don't do that. Into a courtroom drama. I can already tell Knuckles is going to be the lawyer. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> what? What was it? Q-Bot, the defense. Um, you know Eggman's going to rig the court. You know he's going to rig it. <laughs> you know he's going to do all this, that, and it, it's going to be funny. Um, yeah, that's where I am um, with... Um, 
with Sonic Boom. Um, there's another show I recently watched, and I managed to watch the whole time run of it. Have you watched Rebels? No, I haven't. You haven't watched Star Wars Rebels? I've only seen the pilot, and I've I've never I wasn't impressed. Okay, this was okay. Just going a little story here. I watched the pilot as well, and it really did not impress me. Like I watched the pilot, and I thought, yeah, it's like you know, it was this and. But then I rewatched the pilot later, and I rewatched it, and I thought, okay, it wasn't as bad as remember it. And then I would start watching the later episodes, and my god, the later episodes get better. Yeah. Oh, seriously, it gets better, and I watched all the episodes now, and I don't regret I, it. Seriously, I don't. Yeah, I just don't. I don't feel this. I'm sorry. I I can't really get behind the show because again, once again. This is canon, and I and once again, when it comes to Star Wars and canon, I'm kind of thinking, oh, so why haven't any of these characters been mentioned been mentioned in the movies? True, very very true. It's like, um, what is it? Because I'm really surprised you haven't got into this. Because I mean, that you're one of the only few people I knew who actually got in the Clone Wars. Yeah, and it's pretty practically the same team. Yeah, I know, but it's just so different. Like, well, this, this is what I mean. It's like this is the thing I like about watching the show is like when they actually do get in a lightsaber fight, I actually feel like I'm was you know I was actually rewarded. And and when you do get the lightsaber fights, it actually felt you know important. And um, the Inquisitor they introduce is one of their original villains. And my God, the Inquisitor is really really good. And even that annoying kid character who's in the first two part episode. Um, I really hated him in the first three episodes, and then around about the fourth episode, I went, okay, he's good. And then he had Billy Wing Didium show up as um, Lando Caribbean, and that's a really funny episode. You ever had um, the guy that voices Yoda, he turns up as well, and that's a really good episode. Um, you even had um, the guy who voices, well, acts as C-3PO, comes back and does his role as well, and that's really good. I just don't, I'm, I'm just not feeling it. I really am not. I mean, try to get through the first four episodes and see how you feel about it. That that's my honest advice about it. But it's 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 good fun, and I, I personally I wasn't a big fan of the Clone Wars. And I sat down and gave this one minute. I watched like the first two episodes. I wasn't a big fan of it, and I gave it a second try, and I liked it on back on the second try. I watched all the episodes start to finish, and um, the ending's really good. It really ends up on a good climax and everything like that, and a really epic lifesaver fight, and even um, the ending with um, the reveal who's going to be one of the... I wouldn't say he's the primary villain for the next season, but um, he's going to be in a few of the episodes, which is actually going to be kind of cool, and see if they can get, get his actual voice actor back. So... So hopefully it, it's going to be all good. I feel. Again, I just I can't really get behind it because once again you're ex, you're expecting me to accept continuity again. Well, this is what I mean. This is me personally. I'm just going to watch it. I'm just watching it as an actual show based on and it. I see it as an adaptation. You know, like it's adapting something that's already exists within a same universe. You know. Uh, that's how I'm seeing it and that's how I'm going to you know stick with it and hopefully the second season's good and it it, it had a lot of good moments and it had a lot of good cameos from the right characters the right actors actually came back and actually voiced the the cameos and stuff like that you even had um, 
one of the main main original characters from the Clone Wars turned up at the very end as well. So that's quite cool. So yeah, um, give it a go. That's that's my personal take on it. But yeah, that's all I have to say about Rebels. Then we can't really talk about it because you haven't seen it. <laughs> I've only because again I've only seen the the pilot and the um, third episode and uh, what was it the last episode I saw was Rise of the Old Masters and um, Empire Day. Empire Day wasn't that bad to be honest. Empire Day was the, the problem is with Empire Day you have to watch the previous episodes to get it because you really need to understand the characters personally. Ah, whatever. I, I'm not really into it. I just get, could not get into it at all. Oh, fair enough. It just overwhelmed me. It's like I, I, I never got in the Clone Wars, but you did, and it's surprising. This would be the opposite way around now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like you had a go at me saying, "No, no, no, you cannot. You need to get in the Clone Wars." And now you have a go at me saying, and "Now it's the opposite way around." He went, "No, oh, no, I couldn't get in the Rebels." I don't know. Maybe it's something to do with. You know, the whole fact that Clone Wars was sort of lingering towards, you know, old memories of the prequel films. I think that might be the reason why, but, you know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of filler in... Because with me, Clone Wars worked because it focused on the fucking war, not on stupid Anakin. Yeah, true. That's what I loved about it. And, and with this, it's like, again, you're telling me the same fucking story... I've heard a million fucking times a group of rebels standing up against the Empire. Give me something different, please. I like the fact they actually portray them as actual terrorists in the actual episodes. Like, they don't, they don't step around the question. Like, they actually bluntly said, yeah, they're terrorists. It's just... And once again, like... The Empire just keeps getting stupider and stupider. As they're like the, one of the worst fucking main bad guys of all time in fiction, I think. Oh no! no. Well, you mean them on the stormtroopers that can't can't hit hit a womp rap on on the side of a mountainside? Oh, uh, you want to bury you want to bury the stormtroopers? A fucking stormtrooper can't even catch a fucking baby, yeah, uh, chewy, Wookiee, or whatever. Yeah. Well, again, it's like for some weird reason the the stormtroopers are inept when they actually become bad guys, but when they are good guys in the Clone Wars, they're the most useful people in the fucking battles. <laughs> for some weird reason I don't know why also I kind of I love the fact that Darth Vader's like oh yeah I have this Inquisitor guy and can kill the Jedi where the fuck was he when when Luke was fucking around um I don't want to spoil it but um they, they do actually explain about the well what happened to the Inquisitor in the final episode of season one um explains why he wasn't around what he dies? Yeah, seriously, he does. He dies by falling in the exploding engine of of a star destroyer. <laughs> so not a nice way to go. And I just love, I just love the fact his replacement is actually kind of funny. Well, it's not funny, but it's the, it's just like, ah, you got him to replace him. That's actually kind of cool. But yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm just. I'm just not feeling it. I just. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I, I know I'm being dead horse here by now. Just, just give it another, give it a second go and see how you feel about it. 
Cause have you been keeping up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at least? Um, the last one I saw was Bebop when Bebop Rocksteady turned up. Yeah. Have you seen it? I, yeah, I've seen it, and I, and I still kind of feel like it. Oh God, I've I had a fan fan out moment when I saw Bebop Rocksteady for the first time. Seriously, that was I really liked the episode and. Um, it was good. It was good, and I, I thought it was very. I, I loved the episode before that when they when they actually training to go back to New York, and I thought when they're in the woods going within their spiritual selves and stuff like that, and I thought that was really well done. You know, I kind of like that the episode Bebop and Rocksteady because it actually focused a lot on them. Yeah. So we could get to know them at least a little bit better, as opposed to just having them show up at the end and get mutated for no reason. Well, that's what I mean. They introduced the character, both of those characters in a previous episode beforehand, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, but we never really saw them interact that much. No, we, we saw, so be, to be honest, we saw more Bebop than Rocksteady, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, really curious to see where they're going to go with this now because it was, it was interesting. It was a really interesting portrayal of them, you know? You know? Yeah, yeah, I, I like yeah. the show. I think it's it's getting a lot better. Yeah. And... and you remember when we talked about Escape New York, and you remember we when you and me were talking about it, we were saying that it has to be a homage. It, they're going to be have have to be some homages to Escape from New York when they go back to New York, you know? Yeah, and they yeah. were. Yes, <laughs> with the music and like like the tone of it, and I thought, oh my god, they actually done this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay, you you won me on that, you know. Yeah. But I, that would mean I I I really really want to see um I want to see um I want to I'm curious to see um the last three episodes because the last three ep- the, well the, the well not the last episode but um episode twelve and thirteen are basically a two part which is called the battle from New yeah, York yeah and then the last episode which is kind of a weird one is Casey Jones versus the Underworld <laughs> so yeah. Oh yeah. Also, I love I love the episode with the beavers, the dream beavers. No, I think that was the best one out of all the. No, I to me the best one, the best episode so far of the season was um, Buried Secrets. Is that the um, Friday the Thirteenth reference one? No, no, the thing one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really... that was creepy as fuck. What was the plot behind that episode again? I'm trying to remember. Oh, April, April's mom comes back, but oh, it's not really yes. April's mom. Yes. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, I really yeah, good. I remember that one. Yeah, and also really good character development as well in that episode. Yeah, yeah, I think that was really, really good. I think that's hands down still my favorite episode so far. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely yeah. Now you now you just reminded me of the episode. Yeah, I can definitely remember there was definitely a thing vibe to it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> with the look of the mother when it turned into the creature and the abilities and you know, that was really good. It was really well done. And um, Return to New York was really good as well. I felt and um, oh, I love Return to New York when they fight the Shredder clones and it's all the Shredder clones from the Mirage comics. I love that. I love. Yeah. <laughs> I just went, oh my god, and it's like a mini Shredder. I went, oh my god, that's one of the clones, isn't it? Please, yeah. please, please, the other one turned up, and then the other two turned up, and I'm like, oh my god, they got the clones. <laughs> and it looked exactly like the Mirage comic, and I thought, okay, you won me on this episode, and and <laughs> and also even like the Escape New York references as well. That was oh god, it's such a good episode. 
And I just love the fact that they're, they're like, okay, oh, so how are we going to get out? Well, duh, we're ninjas. And it's just like they're off the smoke bomb and then disappear. <laughs> but it's a clever enough, it, it was a good enough episode, I felt, Return to New York. And um, it, it was a good enough episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but I, I really like the show. I think, hands down, I think the third season is still the best one out of all of them. So far, I think, because it's really starting to pick up plot-wise, and yeah, I've, I I like the the horror homages, yeah, that that they're really interesting, yeah, and um and also even the cult references films like we spoke about this in the last season they had the whole episode dedicated to Big China in uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and I'm getting Lil Pang to come back to voice, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> But I think overall, I think the reason I, because we did talk about this, I think this is going to be the season when I think the Krang are going to be no more, to be honest. Yeah, they're going to have to write them off sooner or later. Yeah, and I, feel way, I think this season should focus on getting rid of the Krang and then, because I know they've been renewed for a fourth season, but I'm not so sure about a fifth season. So if the, fifth season, if the fourth season will be their final season, that should be the season when they finally take out the Shredder. I, I'm still kind of eh on Seth Green as Leo. I think he's kind of eh. He could have been a lot worse. Yeah, but he's still not as good as Jason Bateman. I know, but still. It's, it's kind of weird to say. Yeah, I know, but still. Uh, it, it's He does a good enough job. <laughs> he does a good enough job. That's that's the thing. He does a good enough job. I mean, he's, he's, not the wor- he's not the worst. I think the, the what was it, the guy who uh, sounded like they got to voice Leo... For a couple of episodes, it's kind of eh. Well, it, well um, I think the thing I did like about... I just hope first season lives up to the second season's final, because their second season final was intense. Oh, I love that. I think that's still hands down my favorite episode of the entire series yeah. so far. That's what I mean. It's a, a, The action was amazing. The drama was really good, and the character, the character in between the characters, and um, the fight scene with Leo, with all Shredder and all his henchmen, even little cameos from different characters, the plot twists, and it was it was all well balanced, you know, like nothing overshadowed each other. It was really well balanced in, in the right areas, and a really well told and uh, vinyl for that season. Yeah, I think it, it. You know, it's a show that I think got better towards the end of the second season, and it's it's kind of. It's season season three again. Like the first couple episodes of season three, you gotta have to stick with it. Because trust yeah. me, when they get back to New York, it really gets good. Like when, yeah. when they get back to New York. Yeah, the, the one thing I did like about it was that I was really surprised about this in they in the croaking. I fucking hate that episode. I didn't like it, but I was like, you really using a um? Oh god, what's this? What, what was the film they referenced? Uh, you, you, well, it's not even a joke. It's just a reference. Yeah, I mean, it's whole, just a fucking reference. Well, the whole character was pretty much just you can take the exact same character from that film and the exact same character in the Croaking. Yeah, it's Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, that's it. So. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. That's the one I'm thinking of. Um, the one thing I thought they missed out on that as well is um, I wanted to see the Frog Ninjas. Yeah, that was <laughs> such a missed opportunity, and I'm just like, seriously. You referenced Metalhead, and you didn't bother the ref the Frog Ninjas. What the hell? 
Oh, but the problem is like it's, they're all fucking pop culture references. Like the 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 Frog King is supposed to be Brando in yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, pretty Now, if you've seen a Pony Dynamite, all the characters in that episode, all the frogs are all characters in Pony Dynamite. Yeah, they're all the same characters. The main frog is actually the most blatant one, but it, the most blatant character of the Pony Dynamite. But you know the rest of them, it's like. That if you've seen the film, you definitely can say, "Yep, that character's that. That character's that. That character's that." It's it's all very, it's all very you know, recognizable. And I hate the fact that oh, I, I fucking hate the turtles in this episode because you know Mikey fucks up and it's like oh well it's Mikey, but then they just throw him out for no fucking reason. Just what the fuck? Yeah. 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 <sighs> it's one of those things, you know. It's just one of those things, um, but. Well, like I said, once it get back in back into New York, it really starts to pick up. And um, the pig and the rhino episode is the episode where everyone's been waiting for. Because the the thing was that I don't know if they got leaked online or if it was released properly, the actual images. But um, Bebop Rocksteady was pretty much confirmed, and everyone knew what they were going to look like. You know, like everyone saw the designs for Bebop Rocksteady, and and like I heard no bad stuff about it. It fits in with the style and. When they actually do turn up at the end, I was like, oh my god, they're actually here. People are rock steady. I'm kind of disappointed that they showed that animatic for that final scene at, at a convention, because I think that kind of ruined the moment. Yeah, a bit yeah. But, I totally but still. agree with that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But I, I think I know why they got people are rock steady in the film, because um, you know they've been confirmed to be in the sequel to the 2014 film, right? And plus, like, come on. People have been begging for Bebop and Rocksteady since the 2003 cartoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's been begging to see Bebop and Rocksteady since then. Because everyone loved Bebop and Rocksteady. (laughs) I think with these two, I think they're going to take these... The incarnation's going to be a little bit more... A little bit more smart, a little bit more serious, but... Oh, their origin is depressing. Oh, yeah. It's one of the most depressing things I've seen. Yeah, because um, Rocksteady is the Russian guy and Bebox is the thief guy. And um, (laughs) pretty much they're trying to get out of New York and they've been stranded in New York for for a good few months living on rations and they've been... Uh, Eating cockroaches. (laughs) Oh, yeah, eating cockroaches. And then they tried to steal the Shredder's adopted daughter as a bargaining chip didn't go so down well with the Shredder, and the Shredder's like, well, you know what, you want to you wanna fuck around with me? I'm going to put you in the fucking ooze tank, and I'm going to make you my little minions. <laughs> and he does. And they come out as me, blah, 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 I'm like, oh my god, this this is done well. And finally, Shredder has his own crew of mutants now. Oh, he does. He has, um, what is it? He has Fishface, uh, Razorbone, um, Tiger Claw, and now he has people like Rocksteady. So, you know, that, that's a good army. <laughs> <laughs> No, and you're missing Stockman. Oh yeah, Stockman. I sorry, I always forget about Stockman because he he never he doesn't turn he hasn't turned up that much this season. He only turned up in like was it like two episodes so far? Uh, yeah, he's kind of a character who got shafted to the back. Yeah, quick. <laughs> well, they were mainly he's still the fly. He still has a fly, and he was only in Return to New York, and I think he turned up at the very end of the um yeah <laughs> the pig and the rhino. Yeah, <laughs> you know. No, I mean it's a show that's getting better, and like I said, after after the end of season two, that's when I got hooked on the show. Yeah, because season one was okay. Season two, eh. Well, the beginning of season one like, was long to oh, get to. It was slow. Yeah, 
yeah. It was, it, to be honest, if you're going to watch this, just be glad all, all the episodes season one are out because I remember you and me were watching this when this first came out, out back in. I was, ne- I did not feel the pilot. I right. was like, oh. Yeah, cool. I remember you and me were talking and I was just like, okay, just, just give it some time, just let it get into it and hopefully we'll get into it. And then I think it was around, I would say you, you finally got thrown around around about the fourth episode, i say. I, I, season one, I think, to me, is like the weakest out of all of them. Oh, yeah, it is. Because it's, it's just introducing the characters and... Yeah. I don't think I really liked an episode of season one, to be quite honest. I don't remember an episode of season one I really liked. I thought the Metalhead episode of season one was quite good. Yeah, yes. And um, I thought um, Bax, Bax's gam- gamble was quite good as well. There's some good episodes. In it. You just need to um, waver through most of it. And I thought the Cockroach Terminator episode was quite cool. Oh, yeah, that was a really good um, homage to Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> they referenced every single Terminator in that episode, which I love as well. Even, even the one for number three, weirdly. Mm, but... Yeah, but like I said, like season two is the one that where the show finally starts to kick off, I think, to me. Where it finally gets to to be more focused on the characters, it doesn't spend more time. Because again, season one is the introduction season, introduce, introduce the characters and who they are, and season two yeah. actually tells the story. Yeah, basically, season one you they introduce you to the turtle, they introduce you to the shredder, they introduce you to the crane, they introduce you to April and his father, his father Casey Jones. There's a lot of characters they had they had to introduce in and back to Stockman. They had to introduce so many characters in the first season. Oh yeah, even Razorbone and Fishface as well in their characters. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you first see them, they're human. That's that, that's the thing. They're human. They don't turn into mutants until like halfway through season one. Yeah. Again, like I said, season one is just a, a a chore to get through for me, at least. Yeah. But I got through it, and I really liked. Uh, I really liked season two. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles. Um, the last episode was really good, and I can't wait for the final three episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird how the fourth season only has 20 episodes and the first three seasons has 26 episodes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm guessing, like, season four is going to be their last season. I think so, because I think they've been commissioned for fourth season. And, um, yeah, I think, again, I've already said this, but I think season three is going to finish off the Krang because I think there's been, I think the plots and was it the plot summary of the episodes of, of that two part about New York, and I think um, Dimension X is going to come back in it, and I think they're going to wrap everything up with the Krang, and um, I, I think once they're done with the Krang, um, they're going to move on, just focus on the Shredder, you know, in the fourth yeah. episode, and I, I think that's the best way to do it because you left the Shredder long enough now to be a threat, you know. Yeah. And let's be honest, most cartoon shows of this sort of caliber, of more serious storyline towing, don't last that long. And I think it, they've been kind of lucky, you know, because I think they have. Because I remember when you first saw it, you didn't like the whole comedian, the whole comedian value being in like this sort of type of show. But I think that's one of the only few reasons why they've been around for so, been long around, been around this long, was the fact that they did delve in the whole comical side of things, but not so much, you know. Yeah, I mean, again, they they do do the filler episodes here and there, like the mazes and monsters one, and the and also no one. one. 
yeah so now they're not watching what's it they're not watching star trek they're not watching um anime now now they're watching um a rip-off of uh thundercat slash he-man on their no th- that's thundar dude you ever watch thundar thundar no i've never watched thundar oh dude you gotta watch thundar thundar's like a classic and a barbaric i just looked at it and i just saw he-man slash thundercats when i saw it you know <laughs> wow you don't know anything about classic animation from Anna barbara <laughs> oh excuse me princess <laughs> and that's why i was in Anna barbara that was deke <laughs> dick <laughs> I think that's pretty much it right now. That's what we, we got. got nothing else. To, <laughs> got nothing else to talk about. So once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all later. Bye bye. Bye bye.